thank you, Chairperson, and I uh, thank you and the others for this opportunity to make a contribution. Uh, as many people will know, developing economy countries have borne the brunt of the adverse effects of climate change, and the recurring complaint is that many of these countries have done very little to damage the climate, and yet they are bearing the most brunt, and I think that's generally agreed. Yet they have still not received anywhere near what they would have regarded as the required multilateral support to face the effects and the challenges of climate change, especially for building climate resilience. It is a serious concern that uh, commitments by countries with developed economies have not met and uh, their commitments and have given very little funding. However, we should commend those that have done so in trying to assist those countries to meet their challenges. The global stock take should send a clear signal that historical commitments need to be honored and that the financial mechanism we have collectively designed that is meant to address climate change should receive priority support. Securing ambitious funding for the newly launched loss and damage fund, in my view, does present a clear opportunity for a course correction. And I think we should really be grateful that we've reached this point. I do congratulate COP28 President for the adoption of the decision to operationalize the loss and damage fund and thank those countries that have already made generous donations. We should, however, say that we would like those that have made pledges of whatever size should live up to those pledges, and we should be looking at a fund that is going to be much bigger than what has been committed because the damage and loss is much, much bigger than what even the, the fund that has been put on the table. At COP28, we need to recommit to multilateralism. It is our expectation that the global stock take will signal what I'd call is a commitment that is firm to a real partnership between the global north and the global south that delivers concrete outcomes. The scaling of climate finance remains a critical enabler for developing economy countries so that they can meet their climate commitments. Chairperson, while there is much focus on scaling climate funding through mobilizing private sector finance, we must also ensure that public sector projects have access to the adequate level of affordable finance. 
finance flows in support of pathways towards the low greenhouse gas emissions and climate resilient development needs to be guided by the principle of common but differentiated responsibilities and respective capabilities. We need sir, to avoid an untenable situation where you have the burden of responsibility for financing climate action where it is transferred to developing economy countries which have contributed the least towards the global carbon stock. So it is important in our view also to address the issue of debt. The debt reform needs to be central in the financing discussions. Many countries in the global south are overburdened by debt and to now impose debt which they will incur as a result of needing to address climate change damage is quite a stretch. We need a new partnership to substantially reform the multilateral development banks so that they can provide a significant and increased share of new investments in the climate resilience and low emissions growth. We have been saying this, and I do hope that this message does sink in because we repeat it over and over and over again. And it should never be like it is water being dropped on a rock and a stone just, just peters out. The global stock take presents an opportunity also to correct the distorted narrative on technology and, international and intellectual property. Developing economy countries need access to clean and green technologies, but they need this at an affordable price. There needs to be financial support for technological innovation in developing economies and a willingness by investors to offer offtake agreements that will support local industrial production. So this global stock take further needs to address the concerning trend of unilateral as well as coercive trade distorting measures taken in the name of implementing the Paris Agreement. And I, I say unilateral advisedly because our sense is that whilst others may think this is a great idea, thoroughgoing discussions have not really ensued in as far as this is concerned. And we would really prefer that they should. And it gets worse when these not only are imposed unilaterally, but when they are coercive. And smaller developing countries in the South are pressed to accept or to suffer even further. So these unilateral carbon taxes that reverse financial flows from the global south to the global north and transfer the burden of climate action to the most vulnerable are, I must say, unacceptable. And we would call for a halt on these so that they can be thoroughly discussed, so that there can be 
ideas sharing and they should be thoroughly workshopped. As I conclude, these measures undermine the principle of common but differentiated responsibilities <clears throat> as well as capabilities and will damage developing uh, countries' economies, undermining progress towards the Sustainable Development Goals. They may optically look good and may look like they have efficacy, but when you start to peel the veneer on top, you actually see that they could be very damaging. Finally, we need a new partnership in support of the just pathways chosen by sovereign countries towards low emissions and climate resilient development. Significantly scaled up grant-based support is needed for just transitions, recognizing that there can be no one-size-fits-all formula for the transition away from fossil fuels. And as we transit, there are a number of other role players that we need, whose interests we need to take into account. And I guess in the global north, they have done this. They have done this with greater ease. But in the global south, we face a great deal of work in the sense that we must get workers and communities involved in all these discussions. So we need to provide a sustainable just path, uh, transition path for all and ensure that in the end, the slogan that we bend it around, that of leaving no one behind, becomes a reality. Thank you, Chair.